Good morning, Christ Point Church. I am so excited to be with you today to share the word with you. Um, I'm sorry that we can't be able to be together in person, but I'm so thankful for technology. So uh, would you just open your heart up today for a few moments as we just listen to what the Holy Spirit would speak to you and what the Holy Spirit would speak to myself as well. Today is Valentine's Day, Saint Valentine's Day. Throughout the whole world, Christians are celebrating this great saint. And I want to just focus on a few moments on the subject of love. Now, I know that you've heard the word love thrown out lots of times. For instance, people will say, I love hamburgers. I love pizza. I love football. You know, the word love is thrown around so much that I'm not sure if we really understand what love really means because we kind of just throw the word around. But you see, when you look at the Bible, I think the Bible is an expression of the love of God. Love, agape love, means the unconditional uh, love of God. It means that you, you don't deserve it. There's nothing that you can do to get it. It's undeserved. He just gives it to you. That's the best type of love. But you know what? I was thinking about this subject of love. And as Christians, we live in the world, but we're not necessarily a part of the world system. And the world has a mindset about love, and the Bible portrays a different mindset about love. For instance, the world will tell you to fall in love, but the Word of God will tell us to walk in love. The Word, the, the, excuse me, the world will tell you to find the right person, while the Word of God says to be the right person. The world will tell you that love is a feeling, but the Word will tell us that love is a willing. The world will tell you, marry the person you love, but the word of God will tell you, love the person you marry. You see, the world's way of thinking and the world's perspective of love versus God's perspective of love is really different. Two total opposite mindsets. You see, the world looks at love as, as lust, you know, but the word of God looks at love as something much deeper than that. It's not even lust. Love is a commitment. Lust is based upon feelings. Lust is pleasure focused, while love is person focused. Now, I want you to think about that. Lust is pleasure focused, while love is person focused. Love is to benefit others at the expense of yourself while lust is to benefit yourself at the expense of others. Lust is pleasure-focused, while love is person-focused. Love, love is benefiting others by causing yourself to be more selfless. I think that's what love does. I think love causes us not to focus on ourself, and makes us focus on other people's needs and interest. See, selfishness and love, they can't coincide together. They, they, they can't live together. Selfishness and love, it doesn't go. Because when somebody walks in love, they are selfless. Lust is pleasure-focused, while love is person-focused. You see, lust focuses on sex, while love initiates intimacy. Great difference. Lust will hurt while love will heal. 
Lust does not last, it fades away, but love will grow over time. Lust gets punished, while love always gets rewarded. You see, love is person-focused, while lust is pleasure-focused. Love is to benefit others at the expense of yourself, while lust is to benefit yourself at the expense of others. I mean, when I read the Bible, I mean, Jesus is, is the greatest example of love. And isn't he person-focused? Doesn't he love us? Doesn't he love us as people? He looks past our faults and failures, and he's focused on us. The greatest example of love is found in the story of Jesus Christ. I mean, that, isn't that the greatest story of all? The greatest story of all is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I, I want you to think about how much love this man had. I mean, I mean, here, here this man is persecuted. This man is lied on. This man is uh, betrayed by his disciples. And yet he is so selfless. He prays for people. He, he forgives someone as he's died on the cross. He's hurting, he's dying. And yet at the same time, in his misery, he forgives and he loves because love is selfless. I mean, here is a man who is dying, gasping for air, a man who is betrayed by his closest friends. Religious leaders are after him. I mean, they crucified him. And here is a man who demonstrates the very greatest act of love that anybody could do. In the midst of his misery, he performs ministry. Because that's what love does. Love sets aside misery and it decides to do ministry instead of focusing on your misery. He didn't focus on his pain. He asked the Lord to forgive him because they didn't know what they were doing. Then he forgives a dying thief. That's what love does. Love doesn't focus on self. Love focuses on others, even in the midst of your pain. I want you to think about that. Jesus said, if, if, if you just love people who love you, then you're no better off than the pagans. Love is deeper than a feeling. I think love is a commitment, isn't it? It's a commitment to put others first, even in the midst of your own pain. You see, I want you to think about Jesus. Jesus, the greatest man who ever lived. He is a man that turned the world upside down and divided time between AD and BC. A man that has 2.3 billion followers around the world. I mean, there is something Something about this man that draws thousands of people. Have you ever thought about it? I mean, just think about it. 45, approximately 45% of the American population say they attend church. I mean, 2.3 billion people flock in cathedrals and churches every week. There has to be something to this. I mean, there's a pull that people feel because they, they know that within themselves, they, they don't have the problem. They don't have the answers to their own problem. They don't, they don't have what it takes to be whole and complete. They feel this invisible pull by the master, and it's his love. Jesus Christ is the greatest example of love. I want you to consider this man. This man called Jesus was born in a manger. This man, Jesus, lived in a little town called Nazareth. This man, Jesus, had an earthly father by the name of Joseph, 
His mother was a very young mother. She was a virgin. He only lived 33 and a half years. Jesus never wrote a book. He never went to school, never had a degree, never preached in a cathedral, never wore nice clothes. And yet the scripture tells us there are times that he never had a place to lay his head at night. He, he never founded a college. He never marshaled an army. He never even founded a religion, never wrote a song, never organized a religion. But yet this man who was born in the, in the Middle East in a small town, which with common parents has changed the world because that's what love does. Love changes the world. When you begin to put people first, it changes their world. It, 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 it makes, it, it changes their perspective. When you begin to put other people first and love them in the midst of their pain, even though you're hurting yourself, it changes their life. And Jesus changed not only one person's life, but he changed the world. I stand before you today, I'm changed. Not because of what I've done or what I failed to do, but because his love has transformed my life. He loves me even when I'm unlovable. He loves me when I'm hurting. And I'm telling you today, Christ's point, he loves you in spite of your failures and your faults. This man, this man, you either love him or you hate him. I mean, you either love Jesus or you don't love him. I mean, there's really no middle ground. Jesus, Jesus. There are thousands of people who have died for him. People went across the world for him. People have forsaken their families for him. People have given up their ambitions and their dreams for him. People have built schools and orphanages and hospitals and universities. And they've named it after him. Because love changes the world. Love makes an impression that man can't take away. Jesus has changed the world, not simply because of his teachings, and they are great. And it's not because he mentored a few people, but he changed the world because he loved in spite of his own pain. He loved in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he put the will of the Father before his own will. That's love. He forgave a dying thief. That's, that's love when he's hurting. He, he heals people, even when the religious leaders are backstabbing him. He still extends mercy and grace. That's love. Love is the ability to put the interest and the feelings of other people before you. You see, I want you to think about the love of God. You know, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Mathematicians, they can't figure out the love of God. History can't define the love of God. Geography can't locate the depth of his love. Architects, they can't measure the depth of his love and the height of his love or the foundation of his love. Electricians can't improve the light of his love. Enemies have tried to destroy his love. Voters have tried to vote out his love. Water has tried to drown out his love. Fire has tried to burn out his love. Snow has tried to cover up his love. Storms have tried to blow away his love. And death has tried to kill his love. 
He lives. He's resurrected. And he stretched out his arms to the world and said, this is how much I love you. Hmm. I wonder if we could follow his example. I'm asking you today to stretch out your arms to someone and say, this is how much I love you. I'm asking you on this St. Valentine's Day to think more about other people than yourself. Think beyond your four and no more. Oh, you see, I think St. Valentine's Day in America is probably one of the most selfish holidays, isn't it? Think about it. We focus on ourselves, our family. This Valentine's Day, let's broaden our perspective and let's think about the homeless, the down and out, those who have no one to love them, the person at the hospital who is suffering, and who is dying, the person who is suffering from disease. Let's reach out beyond our four no more. You see, we're kind of spoiled. Most of you will go out to eat and you'll celebrate with your family and your friends and you'll pass love notes to your wife and your spouses. That's good and fine. But you see, Jesus said, that's not really love, is it? The pagans do that. You love and you get love back. Why don't we just love somebody who don't have anybody to love on? Why don't you extend your hand and be the hands and feet to Jesus? Oh, I'm saying you do need to love your family. Yes, love your spouse, love your kids, have a great time. But in the midst of all this, let's not forget that love is bigger than your four no more. Let's reach out and tell someone how much you love.